Okay, Boker Tov, uh, good Shivasa Batamus Nitche, I guess. <laughs> we, what? Yes, one else, Batamus. We pick up on the bottom of Nun Gimel Amud's bat, Nafal Tocho, Shorbekelav, and Ishtabro. So we are now. Uh, move, dealing, continuing to move on with issues in the Mishnah. We had a great debate of Rabbi Nassim and the Rabbanan about uh, whether uh, about a, uh, a, sh- a bore that creates a takala, like a tripping hazard, but not a injury hazard, or the reverse, an injury hazard without a tripping hazard, and whether that's which 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 of either of those is considered a bore to be high for. And for Rabbi Nassim, when two people participate or two entities in a damage, whether they're both considered to have pr- proportional obligation or each one is fully obligated but they pay proportionally and the ramifications of that when you can't collect from one can you go to the other now we continue with the Mishnah where the Mishnah just uh, uh, quoting from the Mishnah which just speaks about finally in the Mishnah the basic principle we've been saying from day one which is that an, uh, a well is exempt a bore is exempt for, for uh, vessels that get damaged in it so it says that you are so you're liable for the ox and the donkey but you're exempt for the vessels that broke about five lines from the bottom on Nun Gimel Amadabeth. Masnissin Delok Rebbe Yehuda. And our mission is not like Rebbe Yehuda. We've been quoting a position of Rebbe Yehuda that argues on the exemption of Kalim, and here it is. The Italian be talking to the Bryce, Rebbe Yehuda Mechaiv al-Nifke Kalim B'Bor. Rebbe Yehuda obligates a person to pay for damaged vessels in a bore. My time is Rabbanon. What's the reason of the rabbis? Damar Kradhar says, Tanafal Shama Shur O Chamor. An ox or a donkey falls in. Shur Velo Adam, Chamor Velo Kalim. An ox meaning not a person, and a donkey meaning not vessels. Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Yehuda would say no. Oh, the Rabbatafik. Sure, Ochamor, so Ochamor means don't just translate it as something literally an animal here. Things eh, associated like on an animal, the vessels also would inc- be included. By the way, we will see as uh, the next part, which is uh, primarily focuses on age, the Rebbe Yehuda also, for example, uh, rejects other exemptions, like a fire is exempt for things that were buried, not exposed. And Rebbe Yehuda ab- says that no, you don't have that exemption. So Rebbe Yehuda seems in general not to be happy with these relatively arbitrary exemptions. Um, by uh, the uh, categories, the Arba Avos Nazikim. You know, why you're exempt for Kalim, let's actually take a moment, because we've been saying it from day one, but haven't really discussed it. Why are you exempt for Kalim, and why are you exempt for Adam by Abor? So, exempt for Adam, right, for Adam you can understand, and in a way, actually, it's not even a special exemption, the way Tosa says it, because for an Adam, you're high for injury, you're only exempt for uh, a death. And Tosa has been also pointing out from day one, that even without any principle of Kimlay, there's a fundamental principle that there's no like civil payment, you know, for the death of a human being. So it's really not even a special halacha by Bor, if you think about it, right? It's, okay, by sure there's an idea of kofar. So I guess you could sort of say why is there not an idea of kofar? But we've been seeing by sure, for example, that it's kinesis about and tachnesis ashur. It's almost looked at as a type of like you could imagine a person doing an act of murder, right? And that's why the shore would have to be bikavan and there's all these other requirements. So you don't even have have that like active act you know by the boar but fundamentally the idea is, is that there's no civil payment by the death of a human and that's so it's not even special by a boar so the question really 
is, and that's why Rebbe Yudah doesn't disagree with that. The question is, what's the exemption of Kalim? And it seems to be, you know, that one way of understanding this is that Kalim don't uh, have to be brought to the well. They don't come to the well on their own. So if you see the well as creating a hazard for the things that are like, you know, you've now done something that like anything, you know, that, that is a hazard for anything that will come its way, okay? But the Kalim don't on their own come its way. So it's only sort of like indirectly a hazard for the Kalim. They have to be brought there by an animal. So is somehow... Be directly causing damage? Is that what you're saying? Well, the whole thing isn't direct at all. Like it's a whole grama anyway. But the degree to which it's like a one degree removed from your action, okay? This well is a direct threat to things that are moving around in its vicinity, right? So it's only an indirect threat to things that are moving things that are, you know, in a, that, that are carrying things in its vicinity. I understand it. There's no chiddush to say why you're chayav. I'm trying to give some explanation to why you should be potter. Okay, so to at least appreciate that there's a degree of indirectness to the degree to which this presents a threat to the kalim than it does to, you know, things that are moving and can actually directly come to the board. So that's the Rabbanan. And Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Rabbanan and the rabbis would say, oh, no, the O is not coming to include Kalim, top of Nundalam Aleph. Oh, to distinguish, sure, Ochamor, that you don't need both of them to fall in. No, because it says Nafal, the singular. Nafal Shama, sure, Vichamor. Sometimes a Vav is used as the word to mean O. And he says, here, you didn't need the word O. A Vav could have served the meaning of the word Or, because the word Nafal is in the singular. For Abonan and the Rabbis would say back, the Nafal Tuvamash, no, Nafal could be used even when many things, many, you know, it's a singular verb, but it could be used for many things. Rashi gives you an example. Look at Rashi Kamo, the Asa Bitzalel Ahaliyav, Uba Ha'ot Vahamofet. So sometimes the Torah uses a singular verb by talking about two things, especially if those two things are somewhat like seen as a group or as a unit. Now, here they're not seen as a unit, okay, but, um, but nevertheless, the rabbis say that, that would not have done it by itself. You needed the O to separate the two. Okay, so the Gemara says, now the Gemara has a different question. Why do we read this? Before you get to Kalim, how do you know to include anything that's not an ox or a donkey? Let's say Vinafo is a general statement. Shonachamor is a specific. You only have the concrete, the specific. Maybe you're only liable on an ox and a donkey. Amri, no. Balabu Yishalem, Chazra Klal. So it says, if some, if some, which is read as a general statement. Again, it's not sort of a general statement to grind. No, it could mean pay for what was just described. But again, it's read as like you'll always pay. It suggests general liability. So, Chazur V'Klal. Klal V'Prat V'Klal, Yetadena L'Kena Prat. So you have a general, V'Nafal, specific, Shavachamur, Balabu Yishalem, a general. So now you're going to say that that includes anything similar to the specific and the concrete. So the same way the concrete is animals, L animals. So that, by the way, that's another way you would exclude Kalim. Right? You would basically say, Shorachamor become a Kalufadoklas. That has to be animals, and Kalim is, you don't have to make a, like a, like a technical word. Oh, Chamor Velo Kalim. It's that, I mean, in a way, maybe that's what Chamor Velo Kalim means, but here it's done to a more normal hermeneutic that we're used to. It has to be similar to Shor and Chamor. Okay? Well, we'll see. Okay, so the Gemara says, but the Gemara isn't done. Before you get to Rebbe Yehuda, the Gemara says, wait, wait, wait. I don't buy how you can get every, 
all animals out of that. Let me say a different one. Sure enough, there are two types of animals that their carcass causes tumma when you touch them and carry them. That's the smallest common denominator. Let me limit it to those types of things. What would that exclude? Not birds. Dead birds are... I know it's an arbitrary distinction. But on the other hand, you could say the likely... It's actually, I mean, even though the idea that is the Nevela Matama seems a relatively arbitrary point, the degree to which a well is a hazard for birds right. is, you know, how's a well a hazard for birds? I mean, there are animals that don't fly, like the roadrunner or something. <laughs> I guess it's a hazard for them. What? Maybe the Hevel. The Hevel is a hazard for them, right? But you would wonder, like, why can they fly out of it or something? Anyway, so it's not so crazy to think you'd be exempt on birds in a well. Okay, so... Um, Okay, um, a foot low. So let's say you're not high for birds. No, no, no. The fact that it says sure ochamur tells you to make a broader type of a category and not to exclude birds. But says one minute. It, that's not enough to tell me to include birds. Hi, nichter. Which one do you think it could have said and um, which would have been sufficient? Because of sure, had it just written an ox, maybe only for animals that could be brought as a sacrifice. Again, this seems totally bizarre. Why should the liability for Nezek have to do with whether you can bring an animal for a sacrifice? Only animals that have a sanctity of a firstborn. So, which is like, okay, a chamor and a shor and a say yes, but not, for example, not kosher animals. Okay? So, what? Kamal, right, exactly. We're talking about Kamal. So therefore, let's say Shuran Chamur to broaden it, but maybe it's not so broad to include birds. How do you know to include birds? Elamakra, fine. The Meiyelo called Varmisa. Fine, it's not a cloud protocol. You're right, cloud protocol, we would not get big enough to include birds. It's because of the end of the Pasuk. Hamayyelo is, is, says, anytime something dies, you're going to have to pay. So that includes everything. Okay, and that's why we had to then ex- exclude Kalim. Um, I don't get it because if if that's in the end where where our base is to say like that's how you know fundamentally the things you're liable for anything that dies why did you need a special pasuk to exclude Kalim Kalim don't die and why do you need the word oh that's what the word is going to say why we've been saying that from the beginning but now we're figuring it out why do you need the word oh for Rebuda to include Kalim fundamentally I mean, no, actually, that makes sense why you need the word O to include, because they don't die. But okay, but how does the word O include Kalim? If fundamentally, Kalim are not, don't die. They should be basically excluded, you know, pre- categorically excluded. So the Gemara says, um, no, Amri, Shviras, Kalim, I mean, yes, you could say, Shviras and Zohi Misasan. Yeah, when they break, that's considered to be essentially their death. And by the way, although the Gemara doesn't fully spell this out here, Rashi constantly spells it out, that's why you're liable when a person gets injured because the exclusion that we learn about Shorvalo Adam is only for the case of Misa, Hamesia Lo. Injury, you're high for, for a person. Okay, but Kalim are excluded for all cases because even their injury is considered their death. Now, I don't know. Sometimes the cleat breaks a little bit and, so, and, still some, and still functional. But that's what the Gemara says. So, therefore, Kalim are, 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 are Misa includes excludes, excuse me, Misa includes the deaths of people and the break 
speaking of Kalim, and on the word Shor and Chamor for the Rabbanan, exclude the death of people, injury of people is still included, and exclude any type of breakage of Kalim, any type of damage of Kalim. And Rabbi Yehuda says, no, 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 we're going to include Kalim because the extra word, oh, yes, come on. Well, broken Kalim are not susceptible to contracting to Oh, there you go. Yes, but again, one could imagine like a, you know, not fully broken, right? Like right. a, right. like a, you know, damaged without being broken. Okay, so, um, okay, now the says like this. Um, okay. Uh, who was mentioning Hevel before? Somebody about the birds. According to Rav, it says that, that the boar that the Torah obligated for you, the Hevel of Lolo Chavato, is a case of Hevel. The Hevel is the real obligation. Chavato by itself is not enough. So according to Rav, I don't get it. You know, how, did the, how, do, how does a Kli break for Hevel? You can talk about a person or an animal inhaling this bad air, but how does a Kli, a kli break for from Hevel, that the Torah would need to exclude it with the drasha of Chamor Velo Kalim. They should have been excluded for Rav in general, because there's, Hevel doesn't affect them. Okay? So the Gemara says, Amri, you cannot get away from this Hevel. Amri, Bechadati de Mifki'i Mehavla. Yes, if you have a brand new Kli, then, you know, the Hevel will actually cause it to shatter, okay? This heavier air. So that could happen to a Kli as well. So therefore, it could have been, you could have been high for a Kli, and for Abuda, you are high for a Kli for Rav. If it's a new Kli, I guess now we're finding out for Abuda, you would be exempt for an old Kli because it would be impervious to the Hevel. But that's why since it's possible the Hevel could affect it, you could be Chayev and that's why the rabbis needed the Chamor below Kalim to exclude Kalim. General, it looks like you have a question yeah. there. Someone must say something about why I knew that's what would be more susceptible to Hevel. Um, I don't know. Don't like... Doesn't it? hasn't been tried and true. Uh, no, I mean, I guess because I'm thinking about like pottery things and things that like just when they're I don't know, like, like, I guess it's true, like, if it's metal, you wouldn't expect that, but, like, if it's something that's, like, pottery, wouldn't you expect that it would have, be more, a little bit delicate after it was just, came out of the oven? No? I don't know. Like, yeah, that's true, like, how new is new, right, right, yeah, I don't know, you're right, I don't know. Okay, so the Gemara says, um, okay, um, um, one minute the says we're not done so now we're saying Hamesiyalo includes anything not limited to Shor Nechamor anything that dies Shor Nechamor though so as opposed to like a cloud part of cloud you start with a everything is included and then Shor Nechamor are coming to somehow limit it so Shor Adam Chamor Velo Kalim and Rabbi Yehuda doesn't limit Kalim because he has the word O so according to Rabbi Yehuda we're going to ask what is the word Chamor doing for him if it's not excluding anything okay but people are people are excluded from death and Kalim are fully excluded. What? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, right. Okay, so the verse is like this. Um, uh, wait, wait. Um, okay. Okay. One minute, you need Amesi Alo. You can't come to Dhamma that fundamentally tells me you're high for everything. You need it for what Rava says. Dhamma Rava, Remember this from yesterday? The animal that was a sacrifice that was uh, got a blemish and was redeemed and that you can't make use of the carcass. On the board, you're fully exempt. That the, the carcass is his, the owner's. The only a carcass that can be used by the owner. If it can't be used by the owner, like it's this pluleim of dajim, you're completely exempt. So if that's true, where do you go ahead and have this puzzle that fundamentally includes anything that dies? 
for Elamakra Ketsef Yashiv Libalav. You should pay money to the owners. Libabo is called the Isay Balim, so that's the general pasuk. Anytime that there's anything that has owners, you have to pay for it. Yachi Afilu Kelim Vadim Nami. So okay, so now back to so now that we've got this general pasuk of Ketsef Yashiv Libalav, so pay for Kelim and uh, pay for Kelim and Adam. I don't know if Adam has owners, but anyway, Wait. pay for Kelim. I guess so. That's a good point. Amakra Shurvul Adam Chamurvul Kelim. Now that we have a general pasuk, whether it's Hamesi Yellow or whether it's Kesef Yashiv Libalav, now we start with everything and we get out Shor and Chamor to come to exclude a person in Kalim. So Reb Yehuda, the Kamar Bilula Kalim, according to Reb Yehuda, that says the O comes to include Kalim. Bishle Mashur Mimaype Adam. We understand that a sure was needed to exclude people. Why did you need the word O to include Kalim and to neutralize the word Chamor? Don't say Chamor and don't say O and just say sure and you would exclude Adam and you'd have everything else included. You guys, everybody with me? Right? No, you have a mate yellow. You have Kesef Yashiv Livalav. So what, you don't understand why you need the Chamor and then the O to neutralize it. Ella Maravis Maravis says, you're right. Chamor Debor the word chamor in the context of the well for Rabbi Yehuda the said the Aveda and the word seh when it comes to the Aveda because it says no no that's another pasuk um, it says uh, what's the pasuk Chamor v'shor v'seh v'salma akol aveda what's the pasuk yeah, but that's is that the Aveda pasuk or that's the yeah but it, anyway but it's all, anyway whatever there's a pasuk that lists all these things it says akol aveda uh, yeah, I think it's like anyway so you, it, you don't understand it says kol aveda why do you need the word seh like other words we do something with but the word seh seems extra so the Gemara says kasha so we don't know what those words are doing like what the purpose you know halachic function of those words are the word chamor for Abud and the word seh for, for uh, in general for the case of Aveda especially if it's got a pasuk that says by the way, though, I should say that even though the Gemara here says that Kesef Yashiv Levalav is how we sort of know everything. Well, that's true. That's true. We have Kesef Yashiv Levalav a couple of times. But anyway, but the problem is, is that in the end, it really is from Hamet Yelo because that's how we know that by an Adam you're still liable for injury. You're only exempt for death. Okay. So now the Gemara says like this. This has got to be the uh, funniest uh, idea, idea well, or just the Description. If an ox that is a chayreshot and a katan falls in your chayev, okay, the ox is a desmute or a minor or whatever. So the Gemara says, well, we'll get to that too. My shor chayreshot of a katan. What does the shor of shor chayreshot of a katan mean? Says the Gemara. Ilay mashor shel chayresh, shor shel shote. You know, shor shel katan owned by a chayreshot or a katan. So okay, your chayev. Okay, like since when are you? Why would I think you would be exempt for destroying property? of a Chayreshot V'Katan. And not only that, not only why would I have thought you would have been exempt, it says, You want to tell me if it's a shore owned by a person who's, you know, an adult with, a, you know, uh, with, uh, able to hear and whatever and see and so on. You tell me that you'd be exempt. Why would you be exempt by a normal shore? See, if they're leaving the shore, then you might be able to... I don't know. Uh, we've never had it by... Any, all right, I don't know. Maybe. Amar Ab Yochanan, Shore Shu Chayreshot, Shore Shu Shota, Shore Shu Katan. It does not mean who it's owned by. It means that the shore itself 
So it's too bad that Rabbi Dov is not here because he's been waiting the whole time we've been learning Baba Kama to point out, oh, that's an oxymoron. So, okay, <laughs> for sure that's a shota. Okay, anyway, so the Gemara says, okay, ha, sure. <laughs> he told me that like a month ago. He says, I want to say oxymoron. I say, you wait till we get to the discussion of a sure that's a shota. I know, I know. He jumped on it at the Mishnah, but this is the way to say it. Okay, ha, sure, one minute. Potter, the Gemara says, I don't get it. So if it's like, if it's, a, if it's an ox that doesn't have any of these issues, it's Potter. Why is that? Why would an ox that, you know, that's a, a right mind and so on, why would that be exempt? And an adult, so I'm going to hear my right. Lomi Baya coming. No, no, no. You, you are Chayev by a Pikeach. But it goes without saying. Lomi Baya, sure, Pikeach to Chayev. Of course, a normal sure you'd be Chayev. Aber sure, Chayev shot of a katan, Ema Harshuso Garmalo, Katnuso Garmalo, the lifter. Maybe you should be exempt if it's a Chayev shot of a katan. Maybe it's sort of like it did it to itself. You know, it's like my uh, my well wasn't a hazard. The animal, like no, you know, the animal like threw itself into the well or whatever. Didn't know what it was doing. Of course, like that's right. It's more of a hazard because they're not able to control what they're doing. But anyway, but maybe you would have thought that you could have said that and gotten off. So kamash malah, but you can't get off of that. But einochinam, you really cry for everything. What is the Gemara saying that it could have said it about the case of who owns it? If it's owned by a chayyushat v'katan, and you know, and and uh, of course, if it's owned by a tikeach, you're chayyim. But even if it's owned by a chayyushat v'katan, of course, even there you would have said like, what's the chiddush? Who owns the property? Of course, I should be chayyim regardless. Anyway, amalei ravach leravina zatanya navlutocho bardas pater. For one minute, we have an explicit blighter that says that if an intelligent being falls in, you're exempt. So my love, sure, Bardas, doesn't that mean that if an ox that's intelligent falls in, you're exempt? So the Gemara says, um, uh, sure, Bardas, I'm late. Lo, Adam. No, no, no. It means if a person falls in, you're exempt. Elamiata, Adam ben Dasu, departure. So only if a person is of their right mind are you exempt. Halab ben Dasu, Dechayev. Would you tell me that if an Adam who is not of their, like, you know, fully of their right uh, mind or, you know, fully mature mind, you'd be Chayev? So what would happen if you had a, if, you know, if a baby fell in? What would happen if a person who was not mentally well fell in? Are you telling me you'd be Chayev only if they're, if only if they're Bardas? But that's not true. Sure will Adam see. It's a categorical exemption for people who fall in the well, even if the person is not a Bardas. Ella, my Bendas, so fine. But what does Bendas mean? Min Bendas. It doesn't mean the ex- actual person that has to be a Bardas. It means people. Bardas is a way of describing human beings in contrast to animals. Right? Intellectual, I mean, you know, intelligent, you know, beasts, I don't know, we never get into whole uh, animal rights issue or whether animals are intelligent or not. But, you know, people used to say, right, you know, are you, you know intelligent animal, you know, like, what, not animals, what was the word? Um, anyway, but they had a way of describing, what, what, was, the, what was the word they described between, like, well, you know, hum, humans are a type of an ant? No. Intelligent being, maybe? Anyway. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, but basically, it's a way of saying, you know, uh, yeah, like, you know, um, somebody who is a human being, is, Bardas is a way of describing a human being, not that this particular person has Das. Okay? So, yeah, all that means to say is that you're exempt for humans. It does not mean to talk about, I mean, it does not mean to talk about animals that, have, that are intelligent or not intelligent. Okay, so the most is like this. Yeah, I guess an intelligent piece. Okay, Alameata, Adam Ben Min Ben no, you can't say that. For a time, we have a more explicit brighter. It says, Navalotoko Shur Ben Das. 
putter. It's explicit. If an ox that's intelligent falls in your putter. So you read that together with our Brita about Shayrishat of a Katan, and clearly it's our Mishnah, clearly it's saying that an ox that's a Shayrishat of a Katan, you're Chayab, and an ox that's intelligent, you're Putter. Which is shocking. All this time you talk about Chayab for, for a well, and now we find out for your standard case, you're exempt if the animal knows what it's doing. So the Gemara says, Elam Arava fine. Shurvu Chayre, Shurvu Shote, Shurvu Katan, Dafka. That's only the case you're Chayab for. If the shore is, uh, you know, of right mind and knows what it's doing, putter, you're exempt. My timer, to violate you may Mayfield. It should have looked where it's going. Okay? And this doesn't mean like it has a legal responsibility. Animals don't have a legal responsibility to do anything. But it means that you could say, this was not a hazard to animals. Animals who are during, you know, who are normal animals will see it as long, I mean, if it's exposed. If it's not exposed, it would be a hazard, right? If you put like leaves and branches and made it into a trap, of course, you'd be higher. But if it was obvious and it was visible, then you could say this was not a hazard to, anim- to, to normal animals. It was only a, hand- a hazard to animals who could not know what, you know, who weren't, you know, uh, uh, mature enough or smart enough to know what they were doing. One minute, we taught similarly. Now, here we have some other examples of when you'd be chayev. Mesuma, the animal's blind. Or nighttime, chayev. Those cases you'd be chayev. But pikeach, if it uh, has all of its senses and it's a uh, and it's, in, and it's intel, intelligent, you know, whatever, it's not of the right mind, and it's going in the daytime, potter, right, and going in the daytime, right, so th- in those cases, that's the case when you'd be potter, when, the, when, you know, for a normal animal in the daytime, or whatever, it would know to avoid this. I still wonder about the katan. You would think that small animals also instinctively know how to avoid these things, so the katan still is funny. But anyway, Jenny, were you saying something? Just, has anybody seen the far side comic where there's like, it's just a blank desert and a cactus? Yeah. A guy riding a horse and he's... Go straight into the cactus. Like, the thought bubble above the horse is like, that's it, now I'm driving. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So the animals will know to avoid it. So it's pretty funny. Not only are you exempt for Adam and you're exempt for Kalim, it's a little disturbing, I must say, you know, because here somebody makes this public hazard and the first, first of all, you have all these positions that say you're exempt if it's Mishra Sarabim. You only have if it's in your own Mishra. And then we find out that you're exempt for people, you're exempt for Kalim. The only thing you're high for is for animals... Uh, animals, and even animals, only like if they don't really know, can't see it and, you know, don't know what they're doing, but if it's daytime and they can see, you know, they're normal animals, you'd be you'd be potter. So I guess I'm, I'm asking, I'm wondering, what about people? What about people that you're high for injury? Are you high of right? Logically, you would say, well, even the injury that I'm high for for people shouldn't apply if it's daytime and if it's a person that has uh, their senses and their wits about them, right? So is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but it's pretty interesting about how more and more we limit your liability by this, right? Yeah, I don't think so. You do a public hazard, it's all very nice, you could say you should watch where you're going. You, you shouldn't have made a, a hazard in the public domain, you know? <laughs> that seems to be more of the liability. What okay, the, what? What was like the thought process behind why you'd be exempted in the public domain? Because yeah, because if you needed to work within the category of, of Maman Hamazik, and uh, some other Mamazik, it's a grammar. And if you needed to work within the category of Maman Hamazik, so you don't own it, that's the lie. I mean, whether you know it, it makes sense for us. Let me just see if the, uh, just quickly look at the Rambam here and see if he says anything about uh, about uh, what do you call it about um, about uh, if a person falls in bayom, etc. Logically, it would be the same, but still, I mean, so, so many exemptions we wind up having.
Oh, okay, so the Ramam limits it. This is nice. The Ramam limits it because the Ramam apparently was also bothered by the how much how, the degree of exemption. The Ramam limits it to a case where the animal died. He says, to be such a hazard that would cause death, right, and the animal, then, you know, then you would really have to say that the animal would like, you know, that, that, they, that, that uh, meaning it's the combination of if the animal just got injured you could say if it was enough of a hazard even for normal animals to cause injury you can't say you know the animal should have totally avoided it but to have been such an you know I guess the presumption being like you have to be completely oblivious to like be going full speed ahead I, I'm not sure somehow it has to be a bigger hazard okay, so, you're, so you're, you're exempt for the case of an animal that's a pikeach if the animal dies but if the animal is injured because again the standard pasuk is talking about how low about death. But if the animal is injured, then even if it was a pikeach, you're going to be chayev. So the, the point being to be to be such a tragic end, you know, that at least a smart animal during the daytime or whatever should have been able to avoid that drastic of an end. So that also explains that you'd be chayev by a uh, by a person who got injured, even an intelligent, per, you know, normal whatever person. So the Ramam limited to the case of death. And by the way, his explanation is okay but he says I'll just read you okay so the Ramam limits limits this extreme limitation because we're cutting you know we're, we're, it's getting smaller and smaller the cases that you're high for so now at the end of the day you're exempt for Kalim you're exempt for death of a person you're high of for animals and injury of a person, but only if they are uh, don't know what they're doing or it's nighttime. But the Ramam says that's only for death, that that would get you off the hook. But for injury, it wouldn't matter daytime or nighttime or whatever, you'd be high for everything. I mean, you know, be high even for intelligent uh, animals and people and so on. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, next Mishnah. Um, now, although the we, the pasuk talks about a shor and a chamor, I mean, we already just had a drasha to to broaden it, but the mission now is saying doesn't it's not limited to an ox; it includes any animal. That's true when it comes to um, falling into a well. which is not a halach lemasa. When it says you know that you have to keep the keep the what's the pasuk exactly um, right in behema in ish so it would be all animals of course there it says in behema okay um, uh, because it's, uh, this is throwing everything together that mentions animals and to tell you don't limit it to paying double returning an aveda although it mentions don't limit it to those animals to the idea that you have to if an animal is uh, collapsing under its burden to unload it the Torah speaks about a shor and a chamor I think muzzling it you're not allowed to muzzle an ox it's not limited to an ox crossbreeding now there's two types of crossbreeding there's crossbreeding in terms of um, you know actual breeding well there's two types of kilayim there's crossbreeding and there's plowing with a shor nechamor yachtav okay now once we're going to not limit it to a shor nechamor and so on you're going to have to define what defines a different min for kilayim right because uh, that's like otherwise you could just say yeah all animals but here once you say all animals it's not enough 
because this is a category which actually distinguishes between categories of animals. So you're going to have to figure out how do you draw the lines between different species of kilayim. Ule Shabbat, and that it should rest on Shabbat. Not only including a behema, because actually on Harsinai it says kol behema, right? In behema imish. But it also includes not only, not only like, you know, uh, domesticated animals, but even wild animals and even birds. Okay, in kein lamanem or So why by the well does it say shor chamor? Some of these it doesn't say shor chamor. A lot of them it says shor chamor. Um, so it's right to say that. Yeah, it's just giving you a common scenario. It doesn't mean to exclude, which is sort of different than what we said before in the Gemara, which is shor chamor coming to exclude shor adam chamor So this really seems to be a different type of an approach. And according to this, you don't know like why we're excluding adam and kalim. Um, okay, let's see what the Gemara says. When the sabor, so how do you know not to limit it to Shur Nachamur by the case of the well? That's what we concluded at the end of the previous sugya. Anytime that there's an owner, you're going to pay. Okay, okay. like we said earlier. That they have to separate from Arsinai. There it says, but how do you know to include a chai and an oath? So there it says, um, And a chai, whenever it's behema, is not lit, does not have to be read to be in its narrow sense of domesticated. It could mean any beast, even a wild beast. Okay. Um, in, how do you know to include birds? In behema, in the rabbis of the ofot, even birds. The tashlume kefal to pay double. Kiraminan al kol devar pesha klal kol devar pesha a kol devar pia. So it says a kol devar pesha. Asher chamos el salah sheyavak kiusa alukim yavod var shehem asher yishin alukim shalim shalim lereyehu. So that's a person that claims that an object has been has been burgled, and that person, if he's found to lie, pays double. Okay, so the same way, if you actually burgle an item, you pay double. But because but that's the case where because there's a kol devar pesha, all matter of guilt, and we're reading all matter of like negligence. Anyway, the all comes to include any type of an item, not limiting to animals. Okay, the Shavas Aveda, because it says L'chol Avedatachicha, all lost animals, all lost things of your friend. There also doesn't even say animals. It says Asha Sasama, right, like on a on a garment. Okay, so clearly it's uh, very obviously very inclusive there, um, and that's why, by the way, we notice here we don't have to like include Chaya and Ophos because for Kefel and uh, what do you call it and Hashavas Aveda, it's not even limited to living things, right? It includes all objects, all things. Um, Okay. Uh, the frika, how do you know to unload the animal that's collapsing under its burden? Because there it says, right? uh, um, So because by Shabbos we're going to learn that the chamor by Shabbos includes all animals, we link it to the case of Shabbos and include all animals. We'll get to Shabbos in a minute. If it says, don't muzzle an ox. Because by Shabbos it says sure and that means all animals so we're holding off for Shabbos Likilayim how about Kilayim mixing breeds Ikilayim the Chavishiv it means plowing with them together Yalif Shur Shur Shabbos it says Shur Chamor Yachdav and we know from Shabbos both Shur and Chamor suggest all animals Ikilayim Dharva if it's crossbreeding Yalif Behemtecha it says Behemtecha Lor Tabia Kilayim so there it is a generic Behemtecha but how do you know to include birds how do you know to include Chaya so Yalif Behemtecha Behemtecha Okay, because by Shabbos, the same way it says Shor and Chamor, it also says Behema. So all these are words it says by Shabbos, and we're going to learn by Shabbos that all animals are included. The Gabbish Shabbos Minalan, how do you know by Shabbos? 
The tiny Rabbi Yosi Omer Mishim Rabbi Shmuel. But Dibus of Shonis Nehemiah in the first Dibus it says Avdechava Matchal Vehemtecha. Okay, so it doesn't say very generic. What? So it doesn't, it says, uh, actually is more broad. Oh, well, it's more specific and more broad. It says, Kol Behemtecha, but it's also more specific to say, Shurcha Vechamorcha. Okay? Hello, Shurcha Vechamor, Bichlal Kol Behema, Hayu. They were included in Behema. Why do you have to be specific and say, Shur and Chamor on Shabbos? The Lama Yatsu, why were they singled out? Lamarlucha, to tell you, Ma Shur Vechamor Hamor Khan, Chayev Of Kiyotze Behen. The same way here, it includes all animals, because Kol Behemtecha, certainly it's not just Behemtecha, Kol Behemtecha, all animals are included. So, Av Kol so by Shabbos it uses very general terms to include all things and specific terms to tell you that any time in the Torah it says you should assume it means all animals alright so the Gemara says how do you know to read it that way Maybe I should read the deep, you know, the first Aserus Adibus and the second Aserus Adibus as one unit and make a klal and prod out of it. Behemah the Dibus Rishon is klal. Shorch v'chamorcha the Dibra is prat. So first it says behemah, that's a klal. Shorch v'chamorcha is a prat specific. Klal will prat, aim v'chal will mash up a prat. Maybe I'll limit it just to a shor na chamor. Shorch v'chamor in, only a shorch v'chamor, midiach v'nilo, nothing else. I mean, no. The kol behemtacha the Dibus Akwan is, if you're going to read them all together, you have behemtacha of the first Aserus Adibus. Shur v'chamor v'chol behem techa. So that's a klal prado klal. So chaz v'klal, klal prado klal, yitan anel kein a prat. So that's going to allow us to say, mam v'at v'forash b'alei chayim, that'll still allow us to say, all living things, all living animals. Avchol b'alei chayim. So, fine, do a klal prado klal, you still get to the idea of all animals. Where it says not necessarily. This is now going to sound familiar. The ema ma prat before ashkavish and veila samitam ah the maga. If it only has a shor nachamor, maybe the only things that you have to let rest on Shabbos are things that their a carcass causes tuma by by touching and caring. I've called out and veila samitam maga b'masa. I've ofos law. Maybe you don't have to let your birds rest on Shabbos, which you also could sort of hear because birds are not like beasts of burden, right? I mean, birds basically are there to be raised either to to be slaughtered or to or to lay eggs. So anyway. I mean, you don't have to stop your birds from laying eggs on Shabbos. <laughs> so the verse says, If that's what it wanted to mean, it should have only written one of them. So, which should have written, if it had just said, sure, have you made a carve with in? Maybe the only animal that you'd have to stop working on Shabbos are animals that are brought as sacrifices. That already you hear a little bit, like, you know, in terms of the whole ritual, like, you know, maybe has more ritual significance. Maybe animals that aren't brought as sacrifices, you don't have to let rest on Shabbos. Had to say chamor. Because Rachman Chamor had it started with chamor. Have you know Maybe also only animals that have some type of a kedusha association can become a bechor. Shein kadosh bechora. Animals like horses and donkeys. Uh, excuse me, horses and camels. Lo, maybe those wouldn't have to rest on Shabbos. Because Rachman Ashur. So you need shor and chamor so that it's not too limiting. But even with shor and chamor, how do you know to include birds? So if you just did a cloud part of cloud, you wouldn't include birds. Elafine. You're right. You can't do a cloud pot and cloud to include birds, but the chol behem the the all your animals. That's ribu yehu. That's coming to include all animals, even birds. So Gemar says one minute. Every time it says call, it means to be a broad, inclusive statement. 
when it comes to Maser Sheni, it has the word Kol, we don't use it to make a broad, inclusive statement. We do a Klaal Prado Klaal. What is that? Titania. The Nasata Kesef. You should give the money. I know, thank you. In all that your heart desires. Klaal, that's a general statement. This is what you use the Maser Sheni money that you bring to your Shalayim to buy and to eat in your Shalayim. Okay? With cattle and sheep, and wine and beer, that's concrete and specific. All that your heart desires, a general. So it only are things that are similar to the concrete. The same way the Prat is explicit. It is a, a fruit from a fruit. What does that mean? It means that they are something that actually produce, you know, uh, produce like themselves. Like it would not include, Rashi says, the thing that like would not include would be, um, uh, let's say, uh, uh, salt or um, mushrooms, fungi. Those are things that don't, you know, but these are things, animals or, you know, normal fruit, whatever, you know, yayin and sheikha, whatever, things that come from grapes, you know, so things that they actually, well, the reason it says pre-me-pre is because wine is not the thing, the actual pre itself. It's taken from the pre, it's taken from the grape, okay, but it's still taken from a, something that's seen as a fruit that was produced by, you know, a seed, produced by something, you know, the thing that came before it, as opposed to something that was always there, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like, like, uh, like salt or something that was like a, a fungi. Okay, so it's primi pre vigidule carca, and it grows from the ground. Okay, which is to exclude fish. Okay, yeah. yeah so Tosus discusses sometimes the Gemara uses the phrase gidule carca to include animals because they eat food from the ground, so they get the nutrients from the ground. Sometimes gidule carca means very limited to mean like you know things that literally grow, like you know fruit and grain, etc. But sometimes it broad, it, it's a broad term to mean animals. Terrestrial. But it, what terrestrial? Terrestrial, right? But it would exclude fish. I'll call primitive carca. So anyway, the point being that the whole asher tishalcha is still a klal. It's not a ribuya. It's not coming to include everything. So Mr. Simon, the kol klala, kol ribuya in all. That is a your normal klal. The chol asher tishalcha nafshecha. Okay, but when it says vicha, what was the vicha? The chol bemtecha. That that within all, bichol is a little more limiting than vicha. Vicha is everything. So that includes all animals. Okay. So the Gemara says, "Ibai Seimer, if you don't like the difference bakol and kol, it's like birch the mother, bakol mikol kol, right? Ibai Seimer, if you want, you could say, like, you know where that's from? If I said berachet avram bakol, and what's by what is it by Yitzchak? By Yitzchak, the Yavos uses the word kol or bakol. Okay. Anyway, so Ibai Seimer, kol nami klala, side. Kol is a klal. It's not a reboy. It's a normal klal, proto klal. So how do you get to include birds? Who? Miu. Hi kol dehacha ribuya. In general, kol is not given in bakol. And kol is a klal. But in this context, for kol behemtecha, it's a broad, it's a more broadly inclusive word. How do you know that? Because the word kol is extra. In the first Hebrews it says behemtecha. So here it could have said, you know, what's the Pasuk? Shor v'chamorcha, what is it? Shor v'chamor u'beheimah. 
It says, V'chol behemah. There would have been a funny articulation to say it that way. But anyway, it could have dropped the word kol here. Okay? V'chol behemtecha, shma mina ribuya. So here at least the word kol was extra. So v'chol behemtecha tell you all animals, including birds. So you have by the Aseris Adibras, by Shabbos, the v'chol behemtecha tells you, it could have just said behemtecha, it says kol behemtecha, tells you all animals. And then because it says the word shur and chamor, it allows you to learn out that any time elsewhere it says shur and chamor, we should presume it's referring to all animals. Okay. So the Mazat Hashad Amarta recall Ribuyahu. Now that you're saying the call in this case at least is a reboy, um Behemtacha, the Dibras Rishonas, with Shirbachamor, the Dibras Akronas Lamali. So if you just say Bakal Behemtacha, why do you need in the Dibras Rishonas it to say Behemtacha? Well obviously you needed it to say it there or else whatever. And why did you need Shor and Khamor? So the Gmar says, Amri, sure, so what we said before. Lagmure sure sure lachasima, this is exactly why. Kol Behemtacha includes all animals. The specifics are to learn out to other cases. Sure to tell you when it says not to muzzle your ox, it's not limited to ox. Hamor, when it says your donkey, extra. So the, the, the word here is extra to link the other cases in the Torah to it. Yeah, 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 right. right. Well, not to neu, no, but to link the other cases to it. Lagmure, hamor, hamor, litrika. It says donkey because it says where you have to unload somebody's donkey that's collapsing. Now, it shouldn't be limited to donkey. You link it to the case of Shabbos and it's all animals. Behemtacha, and when it says behemtacha, as opposed to kol behemtacha, lagmure, behemtacha, behemtacha, likilayim. The problem of crossbreeding uh, is not limited to, uh, to, to, to you know, uh, domesticated animals would apply to birds, would apply to wild animals. So the verse is one minute. Yihachi, afilu adam litzer. So if, if the behemtacha and shorcha and chamorcha, whatever, tell you all animals, so then even a person should not be able to plow together with an animal. That should be case of kilayim. Because by Shabbos, people can't work and animals can't work. So we should link everything to Shabbos and anything that applies to animals should also apply to people. So therefore, a person, well, a person can't cross-breed with an animal. That would be an Isra Arias, which is Chayv Misa. But a person should be able to actually plow with an animal. Should be, based on this, should be forbidden to plow with an animal. Well, no, but putting your, yoking yourself in together with your animal. Alama, so if that's true, this should be forbidden. And Alama Tznan, why do we teach in the Mishnah? A person can actually attach the plow to himself and to an animal and plow together with an animal. So why don't you link it to Shabbos and say, you know, if it applies to animals, it applies to people. So a person also is not allowed to plow together with an animal who's of a different, you know, a different species. So the Gemara says... Amar Papa Papunai, the people from Papuna, Yada time I know it's what Papa was saying, Yada time of Amil, so they know how to explain this. Umanu who is this? Of Akhabar Yaakov. Rabakhabar Yaakov. Rashi points out another Gemara says explicitly he comes from this place Papunai. So Amar Kral, the verse says, Limanya Nuach Abdukhava Masakamoka. By Shabbos it says, So your slave should rest like you. Lahanacha hikashti lolidavarachir. So it says, When I have linked these things, you know, your 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 Abdukhava I have linked them to animals for the purpose of resting, but I have not linked human beings to animals for any other purpose. So for all other purposes, you know, animals are distinct from human. Don't look at the fact that the animals are linked to Shabbos, and I broaden what's meant by animals to also include the human beings that are mentioned in Shabbos. Okay, the human beings mentioned in Shabbos are only linked to animals for the purpose of rest. In general, humans are distinct from animals, so therefore, even though issues like Kilim would have applied to all animals, they don't apply to human beings. Yes, what? I don't remember. Okay. Um, I think it means by what's his name? By Eo. Okay. Now, let's read, let's read a little bit more. Shal Rebbe Chanina 
it read um, Ben Agil. This is just a little great little Gemara. Matters got a little ahead. So Ben Agil at Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba. What? Yeah, oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Good point. But we just talked about the the two sets of luchos. Oh, excellent, excellent. And the Shiva luchos is coming up, right? Okay. The name of the deepest we shown us Lenem or Bem Tov. The deepest Achronos Nemer Bem Tov. Why by the deepest we shown us to say Tov? Because it says by Kibra Ve'ein it says Lemani Tavlach, but it doesn't say it in the deepest Achronos. So you could have just said why by Kibra Ve'ein does it say it in one place or not? But he's obviously pointing to a bigger question. Like what does that mean that the word Tov doesn't appear right in the uh, you know. Um, um, uh, you know, in the Debrus Rishonas, it only appears in the Debrus Achronos. So, Amarlo, Achetashaleni, Lamanemarem Tov, you're asking me why did they Tov only in the Debrus Achronos and not in the first ones, and you're asking me the, the reason for the difference. Shaleni, never Behem Tov, you love. Ask me, does it say Tov in the Debrus Rishonas or Debrus Achronos? Shaleni, you never Behem Tov, I love. I don't know that. <laughs> you can totally hear that. No, what he's saying is, is like, is like, this is so not my area. Like, you're asking me, like, like, oh, why in the deepest Rishonas does it say this and that? Like, I don't even like that's not stuff that I pay attention to. You know, <laughs> ask somebody who pays attention to that type of a question. All right, so it's like this is a classic thing of like I know halacha, I don't know I got it. Like I'm not looking at these questions. Why does it say tov here and not tov here? Like I barely know if it says it in one place or not in the other place. Okay, so klach is a really tanchum ben chanilai. Go to the tanchum ben chanilai. She irregulates Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. He has he spent time with Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. She yabaki bagad. He knows Agada. He pays attention to these differences. He can go ahead and give you a good reason for it. It's like the reverse of when Rabbi Akiva, there's one case where Rabbi Akiva suggests an Agadic explanation to a Pasuk, and they say back to him, you know what, Rabbi Akiva, go back to Nagai Voalos. Go back to Allah. That's your field. Let, let the people who know how to do Agada talk, do Agada talk. So here it's the reverse. You ask this guy, God says, that's not my field. Go to somebody who knows how to do Agada talk. Okay. So Azul Agade went to him. I'm Um... So he says, you know, he went to Rebbe Tanchum Ben Nichilai, who would, who would learn from Rebbe Yosho Ben Levi. So he said, I didn't hear an explanation of this from Rebbe Yosho Ben Levi. So interesting, all these people that are named that you normally don't hear about. I guess that's because they're more from the Agadic field. And some say, And some say, it's the father's mother of Rebbe Achai, the son of Rebbe Hanina. So anyway, what is the reason? I wonder though because the Tov is said by the whole Kibra Ve'en here and we have a lot here about the father and the mother right Shmuel Bar Nachum Achi Imo right and some say Avi Imo anyway Ho'ova Sofen Lishnaber it doesn't say Laman Yitav locked by the first Dibros because they were going to be broken so you didn't want the so, so the Merse says back you see Sofen Lishnaber my house right so what there's a lot of important things that got broken Anochi Hashem Alokecha got broken in the first Dibros so why should what a big deal so we would have said Tov because that would have symbolized that there would have been an end like the, something what represented good that there would be like it would cease amongst, amongst Israel right so therefore the symbolic thing I mean obviously Hashem Hashem all these things breaking but the idea that Tov's good would have broken would have been symbolically you know too heavy I'm Rabbi Yoshua so Rabbi Yoshua says so as was correctly pointed out by Hillel powerful, important Gemara to read right on Shivas Rebetamos which is uh, you know about the Shir with the when the luchos were broken. I'm going to be sure. Haroah Tet 
b'chalomo. Somebody who sees the letter tet in his dream, simen yafalo. It's a good siman because presumably it signifies tov. My time, or which is an even if you see tov because it said tov. Ema, how about there's other things that it says with tes. I will sweep them out with the broom of destruction. So that's a lot of tets in that pasuk. So it says no. No, no, you just saw one tet. There's too many tets there. That's a, so it's ema to atabishulaha. It's also here. These are actually psukim also about Chorvan. It's actually quite interesting for reading Kivasa Patamos. Right? It says that you know her defilement is on her uh, the, the, the 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 skirts. So that's also obviously a pasuk about destruction and Chorvan. Tetbeit kamina. No, no, I didn't mean just saw the word tet. You saw tetbeit. So you saw the word tov. Okay. So the Mosh says, yeah. I guess if you saw the whole word tov, it would have been too obvious. Ema tavuba aretz shiareha. It's 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 gates sunk into the ground. To get a pasuk of destruction, also of korban, habayis. Ella, fine. Hold pasuk. Let's go back to just one tet. Hold pasuk because of tova tchila. Because the tet, the first time the letter tet appears in the Torah is in the word tov. That's pretty cool, huh? Shami brachis ad vayarolokim kita ataor kita ataor until from brachis until the pasuk God saw the light that it was good loksif tet. So the first time the letter tet appears in the Torah, it says tov. So there. For the letter tet by itself, yes, there are other texts and other words, but the tet by itself uh, is more linked with the idea of tov. Okay, if somebody sees a, him, himself being eulogized in a dream, so it doesn't mean the person was going to die, it means the person was going to die and then he was saved. Okay, and they, they had, had compassion from heaven. And how many of but that's only not if you heard yourself being eulogized, but Rashi says it means that apparently you saw the the word written you saw it like you saw it on a piece of paper in your dream the word hespade okay so then that means that you were somehow safe alright so we will pick up with this tomorrow and talking about some of the parameters of Kilayim